This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Podeco Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Department of Energy conditionally agreed last week to provide hundreds of millions of dollars to a controversial lithium mining project in Nevada. If finalized, the project would extract enough lithium to help power thousands of electric vehicles per year, create hundreds of jobs, and establish only the second lithium mine ever in the United States. That would in turn help strengthen the country's critical mineral supply chains and support President Joe Biden's larger clean energy goals. However, the project isn't without controversy in unique political context. The site itself has drawn environmental concerns over its proximity to an endangered wildflower. And DOE's loan office in general is expected to be a major oversight focus of the GOP-controlled House, even though Republican states will disproportionately benefit from government funding that supports new types of energy projects. So today we chat with Politico's Kelsey Tamburino about this mining project's clean energy implications and environmental criticisms. It's Tuesday, January 17th. Kelsey, the Department of Energy is giving a $700 million conditional loan to a lithium company called Ioneer as part of its loan programs office. So why is the agency rewarding this project in particular? Yeah, I mean, I would say the first big caveat here is that this is, as you said, a conditional commitment. So there's no money or funds at this point being actually distributed to the project, and they won't until certain requirements are met for the actual financial close. But the offer here of up to $700 million under this conditional commitment at least signals that the Energy Department and the Loan Programs Office is interested in supporting this mine. So the simple answer, as the department sees it, is that this project could bolster domestic lithium production, which is vital for clean energy technologies and thus the transition away from fossil fuels and to greener technology. Yeah, just touching on that, I mean, how significant is this loan in lithium in general for the Biden administration's clean energy goals, especially when it comes to electric vehicles, because the LPO has already issued two critical mineral loans under Biden, right? Yeah, they have. And so this loan, should it be finalized, would basically finance the on-site processing of lithium carbonate that would potentially go into the production of lithium and then be used in electric batteries. And so from DOE's perspective, this could go a long way toward helping to build out a domestic supply chain for EVs coupled with those other announcements that they've already put forth. But I mean, this area, this is the only known lithium boron deposit in North America and one of just two known sizable deposits in the entire world. So just that fact alone, this is pretty closely watched project and has potential here. But Ioneer already has offtake agreements with Ford Motors and with a joint venture between Toyota and Panasonic. So as I said, this project could be really crucial for supporting EV production in the U.S. and thus cutting emissions and potentially creating more jobs. Interesting. And to be clear, there are some environmental concerns with this plant as well. So what are some conditions of the loan tied to addressing those concerns? And why is this a tricky balancing act for the administration, which is, of course, prioritizing onshoring the critical mineral supply chain, but also facing dueling pressure from green activists on environmental concerns? 
this project isn't without controversy for that reason. And I think it is a good example of this balancing act, as you said, that the administration faces with its clean energy push versus, you know, some human rights or environmental concerns. So this project specifically has faced concerns because of its proximity to an endangered wildflower known as the Teams buckwheat. The Fish and Wildlife Service recently listed that flower for protection and laid out basically 900 plus acres as critical habitat. And so then the Bureau of Land Management is now conducting an environmental review for the project that could lead to more changes for the the plan for the mine. But it's going to be a delicate balancing act of those environmental concerns and protecting this species of flower, which is only really known to this location. DOE acknowledged that kind of in in its announcement on Friday. It made clear that the loan is very much contingent on environmental review and allowing the loan program's office to monitor the site. The company itself has said that they expect some changes with the proposed mine and they're committed to environmental protection. They've put in millions plus dollars in research here and, and are committed to that. But, you know, there are obviously concerns from the environmental side of things that this could threaten that species. And they're putting the pressure on the administration to make sure that this project moves forward in an environmental way, if it moves forward at all, under the conditions that might come forth under the the environmental review. Right. And some interesting context on this one. So, of course, the LPO office has been a big target of GOP criticism. It's expected to be a major oversight focus of the Republican House majority. At the same time, though, Republicans are very supportive of domestic mining, which is what this loan is supporting. So can you talk about this dynamic? Yeah. So Republicans have already targeted the loan program's office. They are looking at it as a potential area of oversight, given some previous controversies with the loan program's office in previous administrations, namely Solyndra. You know, I haven't seen specific concerns over these loans that have been issued already. But I think, as you say, it speaks to this like balancing act that they themselves are going to have to navigate in the future as they support this domestic supply chain for critical minerals and on, and reshoring these industries, but also making sure that the money going to the energy department is not going to projects that it shouldn't. And I think it also speaks to just a broader concern that folks have with the Biden administration's push for clean energy, just that these clean energy technologies, the critical minerals are not always themselves clean and can be sometimes linked to human rights concerns and environmental concerns. And I think you're seeing even Democrats speak to that in some of their responses here. But I think, as you know, it's going to be interesting to watch going forward because because of these dual dynamics playing out. Also, this Thursday, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission will kick off its first meeting of the year in the first led by interim chair Willie Phillips, but potentially voting on a final rule to strengthen utility cybersecurity standards. FERC first proposed a rule a year ago directing the North American Electric Reliability Corporation to develop new reliability standards that require internal network protections for components of the power grid that are essential to wider system reliability. FERC has said it's intended to address a gap in current reliability standards that don't require protections for utility internal network systems. The proposal filed a 2020 cyber attack in which Russian hackers breached the systems of the software company SolarWinds, leading thousands of the company's customers, including electric utilities, vulnerable to the attack. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Solander. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.